Triple H FM Sports in association with Atlas Chartered Accountants. The Post, Hornsby RSL and ISC Sports welcomes you to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. And now here's your host, the Raging Bull, Anthony Caruso. Good evening and welcome to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at triplehfm at podcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Anthony the Bull Caruso back with you and we are ready for the fire and excitement. That is Big Bash League Season 12, one of the most exciting cricket competitions in the world and we are pumped and ready to deliver the best of T20 cricket. Forget the the money in the IPL. If you want to show how good you really are as a T20 player, the BBL is the place to go. And we are very excited to bring you the unofficial preview of the competition. Joining us here tonight, first off, is our chief cricketing correspondent, the wise man himself, Matt Mears. Good evening to you. Good evening, Mr. Caruso. Good evening, all. My last contracted appearance on Splinters for the year, but it is my favourite one. It is the... uh, the BBL preview. Looking forward to going through the next, uh, the eight teams ahead of um, the, the competition that's going forth. Yes, I know we're we're talking as the first game is going ahead, but as said, I think for the next two months we've got our uh, nighttime viewing um, set as we. Uh, go into what's going to be another enthralling edition of uh, the BBL. And, and it has to be said that there too much cricket is never enough as far as we're concerned because as soon as the test match is over, bam, what's on straight into the T20. Well, Boxing Day is always the fun day because they'll they'll cram in a game at 6 o'clock, then there'll be a game in Perth starting at 9.30 and after you spend all day at your cousin's house, then you're somehow trying to stay up to 1am watching cricket. It has to be done, but... Uh, if you're one our- of the lucky lucky people like me that works the 27th, it doesn't make for a good day the 27th. Is that is that after you've just bounced your cousin in the traditional game of backyard cricket? Well, they're all too old now. They're all they're all aged out. When I, when I was a good when it was like I was in my 20s and I still had cousins that were sort of like 10, 12 years old, then that was fine. You could give them a bounce, but now they're sort of all over 18 and they just hit me with the cricket bat. So that's not fun anymore. What they don't what they still can't pump you over the fence. No, definitely not. They at least say at least they'll come after me with the cricket bat. They won't just hit me for six. Oh dear, oh dear. They just don't learn, do they? Uh, Ariane Shah, good evening to you, and we are in for your favourite time of the year, aren't we? Oh, definitely. I don't think it's too much of a secret that cricket is up there uh, with one of my as one of my favourite sports, and the big bash is always something. I can't wait to get into. Oh, we absolutely can't wait. Eight, it is, of course, eight teams in this, but there's so much detail to get in that, you know, we will struggle to get this in within the hour, I think. So, Matt Mears, I think it's time to introduce our umpires once again. Do you think? Well, there's one I can't say, but we, well, we can say umpire strikes back and... Uh, Hugh Jass is... Hugh Jass and... Hugh Jass. Uh, no, no, you have to remember the pronunciation. It is <laughs> Hugh Jass. Oh, I so, forgot the J. Yes, I forgot yeah. the J. Yes, my my apologies, but uh, yeah. mate, as I said, I think it's time to let's get this uh, episode cracking. Yep, time has just ticked over, and we are all set for play, ladies and gentlemen. This is Splinters. 
We're going to kick things off here tonight with our first team in alphabetical order. It is the Adelaide Strikers. Ariane Shah, coached by Jason Gillespie, captain, of course, by Travis Head and Peter Siddle. Finished fourth last year on the ladder and then third in the finals. It has to be said that they have strengthened. They've they've gone through a big, big change. But is the strength as good as it has been the last couple of years? Well, I think what they're really lacking in, aside from the addition of Chris Lynn, is their batting. I think they've really strengthened their spin department, as you can see. Cameron Boyce there, um, Rashid Khan, obviously, Ben Menenti, all very strong players. Uh, Travis Head and Carey not being around for a while. But then you have the exciting addition of the Kiwi all-rounder, Colin de Gronholm, who I think has been long overdue to come back to the Big Bash League. And he's a very talented 2020 cricketer that can really take games away very quickly. Mizzy, what I know from this team in particular, if they get everyone together, is the depth in batting. Yeah, I don't know about that this this time around because I said that two big losses for them with Matt Renshaw going home to Queensland with the Heat and perennial number five in John O'Wells, who's just probably one of the best in that in that slot, going to the Renegades. They've replaced him with Chris Lynn, who's only going to be there for a short amount of time before he goes over to one of the Dubai leagues. And Henry Hunt, who I think is a good long-form player, but is yet to impress in uh, the T20 realm. So when you when you take those sort of players out, and then as as Arian said, you've got Chris Lynn. Uh, sorry, you've got Travis Head and Alex Carey who'll be in the Test arena until at least mid January. It's going to be a lot of pressure on the likes of uh, Matt Short and Jake Weatherald. And as I said we haven't been seeing a lot from them. Uh, lately in domestic cricket. So it's going to be interesting to see how they can step up, seeing they're going to have to take senior batting roles in this team. And Ariane, of course, this year we saw the introduction of the draft and Adelaide used up the $775,000, including one of the key retention picks to hold on to Rashid Khan. Yeah, and you know that from Rashid's previous dialogue that he was never going to leave Adelaide. You see a video every few weeks about how Adelaide is his home away from home and all his members, memories of the Oval, all his heroics on New Year's Eve. So that was never out of the question. I think the signing of Colin de Gronholm uh, was a bigger step and somewhat surprising. So I'm excited to see what he can do in blue. And Mizzy, the, the the players that are free agents from last year, um, at this stage, Farwood Ahmed, Peter Siddle, Spencer Johnson and Liam O'Connor, they were expecting, I think, at least Ahmed and Siddle to be announced into this lineup. Well, Siddle, Siddle has been. So he's been parading around the uh, Adelaide Test with his uh, shirt on. Um with Menenti coming in, maybe it might be a bit difficult for, for Farwood to get a slot unless he becomes a a replace an injury replacement for, for someone. Uh, Liam O'Connor, I remember him. He's a, also a leg spinner. He only really got a run when 
Rashid Khan went back for Afghani duties. So um, I think, yeah, well, definitely Siddle will be will be taking part yet again. Um, but Fawad Ahmed is an interesting one that if he isn't being picked up by the strikers, I thought there'd be someone out there that would be using him for spinners' depth because, yeah, when we were having a look at through some of these uh, lineups before we came on air, there is some teams out there that are that are definitely uh, not as stocked in the uh, spinning ranks as the as the strikers are. So it'd be interesting to see if he does land anywhere um, throughout the tournament. And the other uh, point that was brought up, Ariana, as we come back to you and to get your predictions about where you think Adelaide will finish, is the lack of variety in the bat in the batting and the bowling in the bowling department at this stage. I've only got one left armor, and in the batting. In the entire squad, they've only got three left-handers. Yeah, it will definitely be a cause for concern, especially with teams wanting to get that right-hand, left-hand combination going just to give that extra bit of complexity to the fielding team. But it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out. Where's your prediction on where you think Adelaide will finish? I think they'll probably finish just outside the top four just because of that lack of experience and depth, especially in the batting, as Mizzy mentioned earlier. Mizzy, your prediction? Yeah, I think they'll struggle without Head and, and Carey there for, for the majority of the year. If they were in, I would say that they'd be finals bound, but... I think it's going to be just a little bit of a bridge too far once they come back into this team. Um, and I said it's top five, isn't it? So probably probably about six was, is where we'll see them end up. I still think there's one or two teams that are not are not in any good shape at all. So, yeah, I think they'll just miss the finals. So we've got them bubbling in sixth place. That's going to that's gonna hurt. We now move on to the Brisbane Heat, coached by Wade Seckham, captain by Usman Kwaju, enters the team now completing the full transfer from New South Wales into the Queensland slash Brisbane format. They finished seventh last year. And it has to be said, Mirzi, it, it was very quiet for Brisbane Heat in terms of the transfers up until the end. And then there were some very big announcements coming through and some extensions to their lineup. Yeah, they have a very well-rounded squad here, do the Heat. Uh, obviously leaning in on a lot onto that very successful Queensland team. But when yeah, they can bring their captain home in Usman Kawadra, obviously they won't have him for the whole for the whole tournament. They'll only have him at the back end. But when they can also bring Matt Renshaw home from the uh, Adelaide Strikers to pair up with with batters like uh, Sam Billings coming in as their overseas, um, you'll you'll have also Colin Munro in that top lineup as well to to fit around batters like Max Bryant and and Sam Heaslett. They're going to be very strong, and then add. Ukwaja as well as Manus into that team that come the back end. Um, they have a very good keeper in Jimmy Pearson, as we all know, and then I think they've got a very well-rounded bowling attack as well. The the challenge, Ariane, will be for this team whether they make the finals, but you can imagine if they do make the finals with the players that all of a sudden become available for them, Brisbane Heat could become a dark horse to win the whole thing from lower down the ladder. Oh, I think so. The strength of their batting especially and the depth in their spin bowling is going to be really key for them. Like you look at Max Bryant, Munro, 
And then you have the addition of Sam Billings, who's come from the Thunder. They're like the three new Bash brothers. And then you look at um, what's his James Baisley. Uh, from the limited times I've seen him bat, he can really hit a long ball, and it looks like he's showing glimpses of turning a match quickly uh, with the likes of Tim David in that sort of realm. Obviously not there yet, but starting yeah, and he also to he also gives the good overs role. as well, so he'd be Definitely. very handy he's- for them in that seven or eight spot where he can come in and blast some sixes, but also give them good overs too. He's a very economical bowler. That's right. The it's, it's an extended lineup as well because they've obviously announced the late signings of Josh Brown, Sam Haynes, Spencer Johnson, and Will Prestwich, which means he has left the likes left out the likes of Tom Cooper, Connor Sully, and Matt Williams from this lineup. Yeah, Tom Cooper's an interesting one that he hasn't picked up another deal. You would have thought that he'd be handy to have around while the likes of of Marnus and and Usman and, and Nisa are on test duties just to be around the squad and give them some experience off the field as well as on the field. But uh, again, you can't really fault their, their lineup. Uh, I do think they're going to, they're going to be hitting all facets when you as I said, we've, we've talked about that batting lineup. They've got two good, good keeping options in Pearson as well as Billings can take the gloves. If anything happens, and then you look at their bowling lineup when you've got, as I said, Baisley will give you some good overs. Jack Wildermuth's always good in this uh, in the BBL as well. You've got Bartlett Steckity, who are, who are great bowlers. And then they've got two spinners who have both played for Australia in the last 12 months in, in Mitch Swepson and Matt Kluneman, as well as Michael Neeser to come back into this team once he finishes on his test uh, duties as well. So there's really no stone unturned in this team as to where uh, they could go. They, they seem to have options all around the park. The question is going to be whether they make the finals or not. Mizzy, do they make the finals? And if they do, do they actually go on and win this thing? They, 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 they need some of their lesser players, and I don't mean that as any disrespect, to do the job while they're waiting for the, the Marnuses, Ormsmans, Nieces to come back in the team. But I think they've got enough there to get themselves. I wouldn't say they'd be winning the comp, but they'll be in that sort of 3-4-5 realm. Um, come that final series, and then when they get their full squad on the park, watch out. They're going to be you, you, they're going to be that bogey team no one wants to play come those knockout games. Ariane? Yeah, I agree. I think they'll be in finals, but I don't think they'll quite close it. All right, we're going to move on to our next team, and we talk about the licorice all sorts, Ariane, the Hobart Hurricanes, coached by Adam Griffith, Captain by Matt Wade. They finished fifth in the regular season, fifth in the finals, and there are changes all over the place in this team. Well, if this team wasn't strong enough already, they've just turned into a powerhouse of a team. <laughs> Look at the inclusions they have. Asif Ali, Shadab Khan, Fahim Ashraf, uh, Zach Crawley, who will be really exciting. Then you look at Billy Stanlake, Riley Meredith, Ben McDermott, Darcy Short, Tim David, of course. This is a force to be reckoned with. And I wouldn't be surprised when you get a fit and firing Hurricanes that they could go close to winning it. And, and Mizzy... James Nisham as well. He's a massive signing. 
so strong is this lineup that you look at who the, who currently doesn't have a contract at the moment and um, some bloke named Scotty Boland does, has been left out of this team. Well, they're obviously expecting to be on test duty more as well. And Pete Hanscom as well was part of this lineup and uh, and not uh, re-signed as well. But it's not... He was a former captain, which was interesting. Yeah, well, I said I'm. I'm sure they're thinking that. Well, they're going to get Matthew Wade throughout the tournament. He'll he'll take the uh, the C. Captain you would C. have to yep. uh, assume. But uh, when you got a top three of McDermott, Wade, and Darcy Short, you got Tim David in that middle order, and then you've got bowling stocks. Imagine you you can bring on Meredith, Billy Stanlake, and Nathan Ellis as your as your three pace bowlers in a game. They're going and, to be so hard to beat. And let's not forget, they've got Chris Tremaine in there, who is a very handy player in his own right as well, Ariane. Oh, definitely. And you can really see that, especially with his return to New South Wales and his performances for the Cricket Australia 11. He's very hard to get away. He's almost like a like-for-like bowling, to be honest. Constantly bowling that nagging line and length at just enough pace to make you doubt yourself. And then the immediately the obvious, the obvious benefit with Tremaine is that he can hold the bat as well. Yeah, with with the with the likes of yeah Meredith and Stanley, they'll be managed. They won't be playing every game, so Tremaine will definitely get a uh, a trundle at some stage throughout the tournament. And yeah, he's made a lot of handy runs since he's come back to New South Wales at at sort of eight and nine. And you need you need that in the BBL in case. I know we said we have praised their top order muchly, but there are games where it just doesn't come off. So they, they're going to need uh, some protection down there, and that's what he brings. But again, like you said, you got the spin that come through the, the Pakistani representations. That would probably be the only one you would say where they had any weaknesses coming into this tournament, but they've done wisely with their selection picks. And when you look at who is their consultant, on all things uh, Big Bash and head of strategy, you can't really uh, you can't really falter that, can you? No, absolutely not. Uh, Ariane, are the Hurricanes the dark horse or are they the favourite? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put them as favourites early on. I'm gonna make that bold call. You're calling it the Hurricanes to win it. Yeah, Matt Mears. Are you as bo- are you going to be as bold as Ariane here? No, I'm not. My my true colours will show later in the in the episode. But as I said, they finished fifth last year and, and bowed out in that in that first eliminator final. I can see them easily playing the final though. They they certainly have fixed up some of those shortcomings and they one of those teams. They're not picking the big test player names. They're picking the white ball stars who are available for the whole tournament. Let's go to our last team before we uh, before we hit the break. It is the Melbourne Renegades. Matt Mears, they've been coached by David Saker. He, there's a there's someone we haven't heard of from years, the famous Victorian um, quick who always seemed to be there for the for the Bush Rangers but never got his go at the Australian lineup. Captain by Nick Madison. We know, before we get into the lineup itself, we know how much the Renegades have struggled as a franchise over the last couple of years, not only in the men's, but in the women's as well. And a lot of changes had to have been made at this franchise to keep them going. They have made them. Whether they've made enough, I'm not sure. Obviously, losing Liam Livingston, who was the big marquee signing, um, has really uh, put them on the back foot. They were expecting a lot from him. 
they have had a decent couple of replacements come in for him, which we'll get to in a minute. But again, my my for my my shortcomings with the Renegades is they always had too many opening bats and not enough middle order players. They've they've tried to go around that by signing John O'Wells, who is, as I mentioned when we were doing the strikers preview, he is the man for that number five slot. And I'm assuming they're wanting to have Liam Livingston as well in their middle order. But uh, to, to sign um, Martin Guptill for the rest of the tournament, just another opening bat to put in with the likes of Marcus Harris, Aaron Finch, Sean Marsh, Nick Maddinson. So it's going to be a logjam at the top of that, of that uh, Renegades order. And then when I look at the bowling, I'm not that convinced that there's uh, the out-and-out strike bowlers that they need to be a force in this competition. Aria, is it there, there seems to be a real cultural challenge with the Melbourne Renegades, and it has been has been very much that case since the year that they managed to win the BBL. And it's one name in particular when he departed and left for another team that the team he departed then fell into an absolute haven. The team he joined actually went on to win the BBL and be a regular finals president once again. And it's a name that we all know very know well given to, his, uh, given to his thing. It's Dan Christian. It's the Dan Christian curse. Is it going to continue this year? Yeah, I think so. I can't see too much more strength being added you look at the likes of John O'Wells, uh, Sean Marsh, Aaron Finch. They'll have to shoulder a lot of the load. The bowling department, especially in the pace options, besides Kane Richardson, there isn't a lot of experience there. Andre Russell, I don't know how long he's going to be playing for. Yeah, they haven't changed their list a huge amount aside from a few uh, decent international signings. So I can't see them improving too much, especially because there's only a few players with experience that will have pressure to perform every game for them to have any chance. Not only not only that, Mizzy, but two things come to mind on this. First off is the retirement of James Pattinson, who probably would have been the other bowler you would have said would have caused some absolute headaches for opposition players. The fact then as well that they burned their number one pick on Liam Livingston is now out of out of contention. Andre Russell they bring in. He's not going to be valve for the whole thing. They then... Um, they then go and sign Martin Guptill as a cover for Andre Russell when he's gone. It just seems like the back office for Melbourne, the Melbourne Renegades, can't make a correct call. No, they needed they needed to go for one of those closing players that said that's what they they're missing a good five or six, which is what they probably needed to sign rather than another opener. So we'll go into my tip because I think that's where you're alluding into is that as well. I don't think they'll come last again, but. They look destined for that sort of sixth or seventh position just because, yeah, they might come off and, and get some big totals, but other than Kane Richardson, who do they really have there that's going to help them defend them? Ariane, we'll come to your prediction and, you know, the the jibe of what they need to do with this lineup. Maybe they need to do what the Hobart Hurricanes did and get an actual head of strategy who's um 
maybe not that bad a player in his own right. Yeah, I think they're going to just fall out of finals contention, but still play pretty similarly to last year. So you, you see them missing the finals and probably finishing seventh or eighth again? Yeah. I'd yeah. say seventh. You say seventh. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to have part two of our preview of BBL 12. You are listening to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be right back. It's time for the crew to catch their breath. We'll be back after this short break. Do you think the government deserves more of your hard-earned money? If not, make sure you talk to Atlas Chartered Accountants. Atlas Chartered Accountants makes sure the money you earn stays in your pocket through legal tax planning strategies, from finding that last tax deduction to tax-effective business structures for asset protection purposes so you can invest in what really matters, your family and business. Visit their website at ihatetax.com.au. Atlas Chartered Accountants. They are dedicated to you and dedicated station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Your local RSL is at the heart of every community and there is none better in the Hornsby-Karingai area than the Hornsby RSL. Whether you're planning a major event, dinner with family or friends, or having a quiet night at your local, Hornsby RSL is the place to be. Rediscover what enjoying life is all about with regular weekly events, special entertainment and some of the best eateries in Sydney, we have you covered for a great night out. As always, drink responsibly. Support the club that supports. Come to Hornsby RSL at 4 High Street, Hornsby or get in touch on 947777 and at hornsbyrsl.com.au. The Hornsby RSL, proud station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. Want to look your sporting best on and off the field? Then make sure you get kitted out with ISC Sport Teamwear. ISC Sport are Australia's leading name in custom sports uniforms with a wide range of sportswear tailored to your team's needs. 100% Australian-owned and fully customisable, ISC Sport cover all four winter codes and cricket, basketball, netball and hockey, as well as training and outerwear, ensuring you look the part when representing your community. As Don Rizzuto would say, look sharp and play pretty with ISC Sport. Visit their website, iscsport.com, for more information. ISC Sport, official clothing partners of Triple H 100.1 FM. Streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au. Looking for a fun night out with family and friends? Then come to the hidden gem in the Hornsby Coringai area, the attic. Located inside Hornsby RSL, the attic provides all the fun and excitement you can expect from a bowling and arcade bar in an intimate location that ensures a real gaming experience for everyone. With four 10-pin bowling lanes, Australia's first augmented reality bowling experience and a selection of traditional and custom-built arcade games, the attic is the place to let your inner child run wild. So make sure you book your next night out at the attic at 4 High Street Hornsby. Call them on 94777777 or book via their website at theattichornsby.com.au. The Attic, part of Hornsby RSL, station sponsors of Triple H 100.1 FM. 
Welcome back to Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. Welcome back to Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcasts. Anthony the Bull Caruso back with Matt Mears and Ariane Shah as we preview BBL 12. And we have I've gone through the first four teams in alphabetical order. We now come on to our second half. And Matt Mears, we're going to start off from moving from the red side of Melbourne to the green side of Melbourne. The Melbourne Stars, coached by David Hussey, captain by Glenn Maxwell. And we should make mention that as we come into this season, this will be the first time that the Melbourne Stars will be playing without their number one patron in their lineup in one Shane Keith Warren. So it will be a a rather somber mood for the stars at the MCG. Well, I said it, they, he was always the star in the Melbourne stars. And, and when he came out of retirement to, to play that first season, he was someone that really put that interest into the BBL. He'd be on the mic talking to the commentators. He instilled, I can still remember him talking through that over to, to Brendan McCullum, I believe it was. And, uh, talking through how he was going to get him out then did and uh with the think, slider with the slider yeah but i think that really was he was really part of the the start of the bbl and and where it's uh, at today but well, it's going to be yeah hopefully they do something nice they're obviously playing at the mcg with the shane warren stand behind them uh hopefully they can uh, do him proud absolutely and it's rather poetic they're going to be coming into this into this as well. So the announcements um, of the lineups, I'm going to start off with the regular, the regular ones we've got at this point, but Ariane, we know that they've lost that Seb Gotch has announced his retirement. They lost Billy Stanlake, but the announcements in so far, the official one so far does not make you excited to be a Melbourne stars fan at this point. No. And I'm not sure with Glenn Maxwell's unfortunate injury, how much of the BBL he actually be part of, if any. But I think that the Melbourne Stars, besides from the reintegration of Joe Clark and Stoyness and Cartwright, uh, Trent Bolt, but besides those few, I don't think they have an extraordinary amount of batting and bowling depth. you got to remember that for a lot of last season, Nathan Coulter-Nile was battling different kind of injuries. Oh, no, really? So that puts a lot more pressure on the likes of uh, Bolt, Brody Couch. Uh, could Luke Wood could probably fill that role. Yeah, I just can't see uh, the Stars really going too far this year. And... Maxwell, with his limited availability, if any, a huge loss to the team. But, Matt Mears, apparently you've got a rumour no, going you've around got at the, the rumor. moment. You've Sorry? got the rumour. You've got the rumour. Have I got the rumour? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting my name to this rumour. You're putting your name to this rumour. But, oh. as I said, we, have, we do know Maxwell will be out. Adam Zampa will take the captaincy. But, yeah, you can re- reveal exclusively here... And he is a he is a he is part of the uh, Triple H Sport fan club. We must we must say he does like our Facebook page. You can that is a truth. But yeah, you can you can reveal here on the on the Splinters podcast career. So who is the replacement for Glenn Maxwell? Well, the rumor going around is that Romania's 
greatest cricketer in Pavel <laughs> Florin has been signed by the Melbourne Stars. That is the I've, big I've seen him going. on social media with a Melbourne Stars shirt on. With Glenn Maxwell. Yeah. Well, as with, said, he is, he is a big name and as said, he, he does have a good taste in uh, Sydney community radio commentary teams, but... Uh, no, he'd be a, he'd be a good addition. I don't know how he quite fits in with the uh, overseas rule or not, but maybe that maybe they'll be nice enough to give him. Uh, maybe maybe they chatted to new uh, Cricket Australia uh, chairman in our our good friend and Harbord Bowling Club Cricket Club registered player Mike Baird. Um, we can Harbord we can claim the very chairman of Cricket Australia now. Is I think maybe I'll give him maybe I'll give him a call about Play HQ, but. Uh, Maybe they've been able to do something to get him in the team, but uh, it is good. They always have some uh, some some great people attached to the stars, as much as maybe they don't have as many of the stars they'd wish to have in this lineup. Well, just don't don't forget as well that this bloke can actually hit a ball when he gets hold of it. So let's <laughs> yeah, not... but I think he'd be wanting to play at maybe Beverly Job Park and not the MCG uh, for the boundary size though. Oh well, look, it's it's absolutely awesome to see Pav, uh, Pavar Florin coming in here, is coming in and joining us for for BBLs. Well, who knows? We might actually try and get him on the show. What do you reckon? I think we should try and get him for a, a Splinters podcast. Get him, get him doing a drop and give us twenty. Let's get I, him on. I reckon. I absolutely. That's reckon. that's your job tomorrow, Caruso. Put the feelers out, Pavar Florin. If you're listening into this show, <laughs> we want you on Splinters. There it is. No, no, it's no buts. We'll, You're coming we'll, we'll, on. We'll wipe the we'll wipe the slate clean. Whatever, whatever, whatever's on, they're out. You're in. And um, is Triple H going to fork out money to get him up to Sydney? Why do we need to do that? It's, it's called technology. It's called Zoom. It's called whatever we're recording this on tonight. Nah, well, I want to go one step further. Why don't we get him in for our call of the Kingsgrove Grand Final? Have you got oh. any frequent flyer miles you can use? We can no, get him it's... staying at the Kalara Suites. We can it... we can offer him a nice boom tish, <laughs> boom tish. Let's um let's move on from let's move on from there. And um we are going to it's but all things jokes and all jokes aside, this Melbourne Stars team, Ariane and Mirzi, this is a very very disappointing team. And I think Mirzi, the biggest disappointment of this lot. Is the lack of Victorians actually in this lineup? Do you have to have a Victorian in a Melbourne team? But I think <laughs> they do put a lot of it on on Maxwell to be the Victorian. But as I said that they would think with with the lineup that with Coulter Nile with with those big names that but he's sort of past his bet. Joe Burns has passed his best. Hilton Cartwright is is a decent domestic player, but, but not much Burns more. was never any good. So oh, I said he was past his best, but shots all right. Wide. I was trying oh. to be nice there, Aaron, but you just go right out there. But do not mess with a white tar roller, all right? He he will take you down. <laughs> but who in this team really is, no pun intended, a star? Like, I said, Zampa <laughs> obviously is the number one white ball spinner in Australia. But other Bolt. than that. Potentially, yeah, Trent Bolt. Potentially, yeah. but as said, as, are, are they uh, and and Stoinis obviously being in the in the white ball game as well for rig based selections. Well, he is definitely a rig based selection, but <laughs> are they are they enough to get this team across the line? In my opinion, they're going to be the other team that's uh, going to be fighting it out for that six through eight position. They just but, and and surely you would pick Tom O'Connell as your 
backup spinner over Clint Hinchcliffe. Like, yeah, I don't know surely. who Clint, Hinch, Clint Hinchcliffe's got photos of that he's got this long a deal. The other one, the other one, I'm you should have never got a deal to be honest. <laughs> Let, anyway. Well, look at who's available that they could bring into this Melbourne Stars lineup. You know who they players. need, Caruso. You know who they need. They need to bring the man home. He needs to repeat his his uh, heroics of the MCG about fourteen times throughout the year. S. Boland. S. Boland. You're talking about lack of Victorian representation in this team. Can you imagine how many kids will want an S. Boland number whatever he wears shirt if he turns up in this team? I almost might want to buy one. Right, it's Scott Boland is the cult hero right now. Of course he is. He is the absolute. The other one is Peter Hanscom. He's another Victorian who doesn't have a contract. Yeah, where moment. is Peter Hanscom? He deserves one. Where's, where, where is? is Playing that against be... South Africa at Allen Border Oval, I think. Is, is that going to be another? Um, is that going to be a replacement for Where's Wally? Where's Hanscom? Oh, jeez. <laughs> but it said, if I was the stars, I would be going around trying to trying to get some some of those guys into this team because, as as we said, like. As much as Nick Larkin, good bloke, we were at Sydney Uni this weekend calling uh, the Kingsgrove Cup. He's not going to be their saviour to come in and, and get them the runs that they need. Uh, we, sh- we should mention as well, of course, Liam Hatcher, the uh, Fairfield Liverpool bowler. Um, is that right, Fairfield Liverpool? Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, Fairfield Liverpool bowler. Um, and cousin, we should mention as well, by the way, I only just discovered this recently, cousin of one of our, fav- one of our fan favourites in... Uh, Luke Bomeregel. I did not know that. I did not know who. Obviously, I have my ties to the Edgel family through Marty, but yeah. I did not know that they 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 all, they kept that one well hidden. Yeah, indeed. So uh, yeah, this is this is a surprise there. So he's now playing there but again. You know, another New South Welshman in the Melbourne Stars lineup. What's going on down there? Well, so Ariane, we've got two teams to fill, but that's all right. Yeah, um, Ariane. You know, Matt Mears says he 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 could see this team winning the spoon. Do you see them getting the spoon, or do you think they just avoid it? I think they do, to be honest. There it is. Uh, the spoon they, they stays just, in Melbourne. They they keep getting more and more underwhelming every year, and they just fall short of expectation constantly. But I'm actually just getting a bit sick of them, to be honest. Well, Mizzy, at least the one thing we can say about this Stars lineup is that they're not going to choke in the finals. <laughs> Can't choke in the finals if you don't make it. <laughs> Big brain energy right there. <laughs> Oh, this is why we're paid the big bucks to be these cricket analysts. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to the uh, let's get move on to our next team. It is the Perth Scorchers, coached by Adam Voges, captained by Ash Turner. They finished first and were champions last year. And Ariane, straight off the bat, they've got some selection issues straight away. Yeah, and they also have the uh, exciting introduction of. Faf Duplessis. Rig-based selections. <laughs> Mate, actually, let's let's put the question out there right now. Which is the bigger rig-based selection? Is it Marcus Stoinis or Faf Duplessis? Faf. Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd need to see them side by side. Kits off? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We, we just, for this podcast, we just need to see you. Yeah, no. No, it's it. both very worthy. <laughs> both very worthy, but... But yeah, as you said, there, there's three big outs that that were being big bankers for the Scorchers this year that uh, are going to be hard to replace. Obviously, we've seen one replacement in Faf coming in, but again, there's still going to be 
spots that need to be filled. But if anybody can fill them, it's the Scorchers. The other, the other one that's of intrigue for me, Ariane, is the fact they've lost the very classy bat of Curtis Patterson back to the Sydney Sixers. Yeah, that's a little bit surprising considering that last year was a bit of a breakout season for him BBL-wise. And I think he was really starting to find his feet and belong there. But it's exciting to see him return home and see what he can bring to the Sixers. But the introduction of Tamar Mills, who previously played for the Scorchers in earlier editions, I think that's really exciting. It really added even more to one of the most potent pace bowling lineups in the BBL. The other thing, Mizzy, as well, is that with the draft picks that they um, that they went, obviously we mentioned Laurie. Um, we mentioned that Laurie Evans was supposed to be brought in as a retention pick. He's not available now, which is why Faf. I think is either is that is the, the replacement for Faf because Laurie Evans was had his contract torn up due to yeah. illegal things that we're not going to mention on this podcast. And then obviously Phil Salt. Now he was he was he's out through to that injury that he got in the last ODI against Australia. And then Mitchell Mars, who just seems to be injured all of the time, is out injured as well. So, as I said, you look through this bowling lineup and you just go, well, they can just keep mixing and matching and they're going to put off put out a world-class bowling lineup. But it's going to have to be on the back of, of Faf, of Camp Bancroft and, and Josh Inglis. They're going to have to get them the runs. for that. Even though that they probably can really bowl them out for anything, they're going to rely on sort of two or three really to get them the runs they need to be competitive. The other person, the other thing to consider as well is going to be the question around where are they going to be playing their games? Are they going to play at Optus Stadium or are they going to play at the Wacker? Optus. Because uh, if, if they played at the Wacker, then all of a sudden their pace attack is dangerous, especially with the likes of Jai Richardson and Jason Cena Berendorf. Well, and Lance Morris, Lance and yep. and 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 Mills, and Matt Kelly, and Ty Richardson, and Andrew Ty. It just keeps going and going and going. They should just but, move all the games back to the to the Wacker. Well, a they're rebuilding the Wacker at the moment, so they'd probably only fit about three people in it. Um, but b yeah, with that building that new stadium, that was part of the deal. So I think they'd much rather thirty thousand at that at that Dockdale pitch than twenty thousand. The, the furnace, mate. Used to watch those games at the Wacker back in the early days where they'd be sold out like as soon as they went on sale. It was a furnace. Um, but yeah, they they've still got the team to do it. Um they they might be a little bit hamstrung having to play it at Optus Stadium now, but no one's gonna complain too much, I don't think. But as I said, if they can find a batter or two of, of quality, if they can get a handscum or they can get one of the, the free agents that are still available in there to bolster that batting lineup, they're going to be so hard to beat. Ariane, Matt Mears has said that he's got them as one of the favourites. What about you? That what I said, was it? All right. As one of them. As one of them, not the. Okay. I, I don't think they're going to win just because of their lack of batting depth. But they'll definitely be in that top three, top four. Yeah. We then move on to... Back to Sydney now, and we're going to you. start off with – are we allowed to be a little bit biased here on this? 
I've I've put up my uh, my Magenta allegiance more than enough times on all of the uh, Triple H sport as, coverage as as I have. Ariane, we haven't heard from you yet. Sorry, we Who haven't you heard support? your allegiance. Oh, I've been. I'm always a I'm always a man in Magenta. Yes. Oh, here we go. Yes. This no, is that's good. fine. You, that was the correct answer. That was the correct answer. If you it said is... thunder, we would have been hanging up this uh, thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it is a completely we, – we're, we're not a least bit biased. Um, and even not with, at if, all. And if Georgia was on here, it would be the same thing. In fact, are there any any Thunder fans? No, the Lord Mayor is a Thunder fan. Yeah, but he does, his, his opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, true. The Sydney Sixers, coached by Greg Shippard, Captain – by Moises on Moises Spotify on Rikers. How how is the Sixers not sponsored by Spotify? I have no idea. How did we make this possible? (laughs) People of Spotify, if you're listening in, you need to go in and sponsor the Sixers right now. And Triple H Sport for making it happen, but we we digress. No, we digress indeed. Um, the uh, the big transfer, obviously, for the Sixers is that they have signed Curtis Patterson. It's a great signing for the Sixers to bring him home. He is a class bat. He's not a traditional BBL bat, yeah. but he's more closely aligned to someone like a, a an old school Michael Bevan, someone who just knows how to find gaps left, right, and center. He is, an, he is though, an interesting um, addition to this lineup because you would think that he'd have to bat in the top three, but when you've already got... James Vince, Daniel Hughes, and and Josh Philippi in that top three. I think he's going to find it hard to break in into a spot because then when you go to Moses at four and then you, you work your way through the rest of the order, Jordan Silk at five, it sort of writes itself. So it, it is going to be hard to find him a, a spot in that top top part of the order, but it's a good headache to have and as I said, Sixers are one of these teams that they, they keep pretty close together. They keep the same team more or less week in, uh, season in and season out. So, as I said, there's been a couple of good, interesting um, additions as well that I'm sure that Arian will talk about as well. But, again, this is another one of these teams where they might not be out and out like the the number ones in the world. But, boy, they just when you read through the lineup, you just go, they're going to be hard to beat. The Ariane, the international signers that they picked up, Chris Jordan um, as pick five, James Vince for the pick 13, and Israelak Navid for pick 28. Yeah, well, the Sydney Sixers, it almost looks like a shootout for spin spots because you have O'Keefe, you have Todd Murphy, you have Navid, and you have Lyon, and it's going to be so exciting, especially to see those two together, like... The likes of Naveed and O'Keefe in a game or Murphy and O'Keefe whilst Lyon is away and Annie Kim. I think they're going to be a very dangerous team. The The other one for mind, Mizzy, is the all-rounder ability of some of the players in this team. Um, Sean Abbott and Ben Dorshus, who have been in this lineup forever and a day. But for mind... The talisman in this lineup is probably one of the more underreported players in Dan Christian. He just this is a guy that just knows how to win T twenty games. Mate, to have him, you have him batting at seven. He gives you two or three good overs in the middle when you need him. He he's that invaluable player that can be your sixth bowler and your number seven bat. And then when you when you've got the likes of Sean Abbott, as you said, opening up there, 
you can have Dorcious. You've got Hayden Kerr, who you can't write off either, who did the job at the top of the order when needed the most at the end of last year. It is a talent. It is a it is a, a squad of Richards, which they, as I said, the only one they're really missing is is Nathan Lyon, which they'll get back at the end of the year. But I think there's probably one other player that we could mention that if there is an injury or or something towards the back end of the year, he bleeds magenta. They tried to get him in last year, but uh, politics ruined it. Could we see him pull on that number 49 again at the back end of the tournament? Are you referring to Stefanos uh, Smitharino? <laughs> Mate, I ever since I've seen that, I want to see him turn up with that moustache on. <laughs> I love the moustache. If he does get to play, even if it's just for like the team photo beforehand, put that moustache on. I, I, hear, the Itali- I hear the Italian cr- lineup was very good when <laughs> Stefanos Smitharino was named. <laughs> Without without the moustache, he'll look no older than 15 for the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, that's brilliant. That is, that is the call of the pod. That is the oh. absolute dead set call of the pod. Oh, Ariane bo- just bowled everyone. We need to just finish it now. Send it home, Caruso. Who cares about the thunder? Let's just – we can't we can't top that. <laughs> that's brilliant. There is – there's one player that we do have to mention who's actually been in a bit of form. He's only recently been announced, but he is in some really good form for New South Wales at the moment. It would be awesome to see him in this lineup regularly, and it's going to be Mickey Edwards. Do you really think he's going to play? <laughs> I think he could. I think he could. And as I said, he's been in form for New South Wales as of late. I must admit, uh, as I said, I, I have opened the opened the bowling in a game with Mickey Edwards. So I, I, I can say we're, that we're bros. Um, but yeah, as I said, I've watched him play a little bit in the Shield and it, and it has been his best form that I've seen him in playing for, for New South Wales. But... He's going to have a big task ahead of him to get in front of the likes of Chris Jordan, Jackson Bird, Sean Abbott and that. But he is a good signing. Him and his brother Jack, they've been around that Sixers set up for a long, long time. Um, and they, they, they're, they're quality depth into this into this Sixers lineup. So as I said, we're, we're going around seeing some of the depth that have been signed in some of these other teams. And it's like, who, what, who, how, what? I don't think Mickey's quite up to the level that he was of crowd favorite that he has when he filled in at the uh, in at the the, uh, um, the test Sydney test when he was supposed to be uh, on site for the budgie smugglers uh, when he was working there, and everybody loved his blonde hair out the back of the the baggy green that they loaded him. Oh, but- so much, so much, so much so that um, one B Darcy, the now comedian, oh, made the. Uh, Somewhat the, so-called comedian. We won't, so-called we won't comedian. actually put him in the comedian bracket. No, so-called But he, he did create the the cult f- following page of the Mickey Edwards Appreciation Society, which actually did take off momentarily. It did, and he was he, he he's not quite Scotty Bolan level, and uh, I don't think anybody's going to be on that level for quite a, a while. But I said he did get some fans coming out of that, and... As I said, it is good to see him uh, him back and doing his thing. Um, obviously, Jack has been in and out of the New South Wales side as well. Uh, he he's sort of been out. I think he's been out more injured the last couple of weeks uh, rather than form. So, as I said, they're they're good signings. But as I said, you look through this lineup, and it is going to be such a hard team to crack. Uh, where where do you think they'll finish? You're you're obviously. Cl- <laughs> 
freaking you don't, final. I, I think I, I don't think we need to come to my tip, do we? We don't need to. I think that's a given. Ed, you're back in the boys in. Ariana, you back in the boys in? I think they'll come second to the Hurricanes. There it is. They come second to the Hurricanes. We Mate, now move on. There. They'll be up there. They'll definitely be up there with that lineup. We then move on to our last team of the preview. It is the Sydney Thunder. Can we just Thunder. skip this team? Can we just skip them? Doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> unfortunately, for completion purposes, I think we have to, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, they are coached by Trevor Bayless, captained by Chris Green and Jason Sanger. They finished third last year and got to fourth in the finals. Uh, obviously, the thing that hurts them the most is they are losing Usman Kwaja, Ariane, but they do sign David Warner, but does he have anything left in the tank? No, but I think the even bigger signing, and we saw the type of performances he played coming back into the South African team, Tour of India, and even some of his uh, exploits in the 2020 World Cup is Riley Rousseau. And he will fill that role that Sam Billings has vacated perfectly and really support Alex Ross. And I think having those people around and Oliver Davies, it should really uh, ease the nerves of Jason Sanger a little bit. But definitely a stronger bowling lineup than a batting lineup, I'd say. Oh, very much so. And But Mizzy, have have the Sydney Thunder pulled off the signing of the of the competition Picking up Riley Rosso as a silver draft. Yeah, I, I don't know how they quite managed to uh, to slip that one under the radar, but they are going to have a very entertaining batting lineup, particularly when David Warner comes back into this team. Can you imagine having Alex Hales and David Warner opening the batting out at the showground? <laughs> Holy moly, that's going to be uh, something to watch, even for a person that is uh, not quite a, a fan of the Thunder, but... As I said, when they get that full batting lineup together and, and you'll have, like as I said, you have Jason Sanger at three and then you can have uh, Ross and, and Riley Rocho and, and all those sort of guys in that middle order, they're going to be a very strong team in the batting. But you need oh, there is two facets to the game um, and you look through the, line, the bowling lineup and, uh, yeah, they might be scoring 220, but they might be leaking 230 with the bowling. I would even say open with Hales and Rosso until Warner comes. I think that would be fire. The only, as you said, the issue is their bowling. They've so much so they've still left out Gorinda Sandu and been cutting from the team last year. Do they draft them back in, or do they go to the um, to the Kingsgrove T Twenty to find bowlers? They do have Nathan McAndrew in the lineup, but they're struggling to find someone else to bowl. Yeah, I, I think I they need them. I yeah. think without cutting, they're not as strong because he provides that experience and also that sort of all-rounder ability, which they seem to lack a little bit. Yeah, they, they need some. Um, they need some depth in there. And as I said, losing David Willey, um, he is certainly a, a big, big loss. He's sort of the one that. Uh, You'll need, and I can confirm Ben Cutting has been signed on for the Thunder. He will play in uh, in this edition of the of the Big Bash, uh, the Big All Rounder. So he'll be uh, he'll be a, a welcome addition there in that in that sort of number seven role and and bowling some overs. But 
you still look at the team and I said, you miss David Willey. They need another big international signing and they need it to be a, a top quality, top shelf bowler because uh, that's that's what they need. They need someone to spearhead this attack because they've got Nathan McAndrew. He's more than handy. Brendan Doggett is is not bad at all. They've obviously got Sams and Chris Green. Tanvi Sanger will hopefully be available for them. He's been out injured the start of the season, but yeah, they need a leader of this bowling attack, and and that's what they need to be looking for in that replacement international player. The other man, one we should mention, Mizzy, one very close to our hearts, of course, is um, the announcement of Joel Davies on a developmental contract for the Thunder. Um, this kid has been unbelievable so far in first grade in Premier Cricket this year. Well, we we called him um, a week and a half ago at Chatswood Oval. He he was the only one that looked didn't look out of his depth in a in a manly team that were were actually pretty disappointing against uh, Gordon. Um, he he was run out with the 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 tu- the briefest of touch of fingers from the bowler at the non-strikers and the worst way you can get out. But he was like twenty four off nine deliveries or something ridiculous. Also gives you that left arm spin as well. I said, the Northern Beaches always talks who's the better Davies. And I tell you, a lot of them do say Joel. So it's not a surprise that uh, he's the one uh, that's in that, that, that he's in that development role, particularly when you have the likes of Sean Bradstreet and the uh, coaching staff out at the Thunder. Whether they'll need to activate him this year, I don't know. But uh, it, will be, it will be good to see him around the team, particularly with his brother. Because I said, his brother, I think someone that particularly if there's an injury or two, he's going to have to play a big role in this team. Um, particularly if they're going to need runs, if they don't have quite have the bowling lineup that they need. Well, ladies and gentlemen, with that, it is full time here, and we are so keen to get into BBL 12, uh, another season of the Big Bash, and we can't wait for this season to start. In fact, it's starting as we speak. I want to thank our panelists. First off, Matt Mears, thank you so much for joining us here and throughout the the year. We'll give you a well earned break, and we're going to jump straight over to watching the uh, the first game of the season. Yeah, I can't believe that it's back. It's my sort of favourite two months of the year. What what can you like after than after a, a hard day's work and you can turn on the Big Bash on the TV and keep you entertained uh, for a couple of hours at night? Maybe it does go a little bit too long, but I'm never going to complain with having cricket on my TV. And uh, again, looking forward to what's going to be a, an interesting competition. I think we all we're all at that stage where we can all think of something different that's going to make the competition better than ever but we're at the point now where it's going to start let's just get behind it let's enjoy the players that are out there because you're always going to see something out there that's going to be uh enjoying and that next big thing coming through and i can't wait to see who the next big thing coming through is as well ariana pleasure to have you here and you'll be joining us as well for the triple h awards for 2022 in the next couple of weeks yeah i can't wait for the bbl season to start and i can't wait for those awards as well. So should be exciting few weeks. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Splinters, the bench podcast on Triple H 100.1 FM, streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcast.com, triplehfm.com.au and wherever you get your podcast. On behalf of Matt Mears and Ariane Shah, I'm Anthony Caruso. Run hard or run home. Good night. Thank you for joining us for Splinters, your no-holds-barred sports podcast. You can also find us streaming on the web at www.triplehfm.com.au and available for download at podcasts.com and all good podcast and streaming sites.